Coming up, we answer your questions all about Universal Orlando, live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 105 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And Toll Time today is brought to you by Binford Tools, experts at helping you find the perfect tools. Not us. Visit them on the web at binford.com, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Does everyone know what time it is? Toll Time! I said... Does everyone know what time it is? Tool time! Oh, Binford Tools is proud to present Tim the Toolman Taylor. Hey! Uh, Hi, folks. Hi. Hey, today we are doing our salute to Universal Orlando. I, of course, am your host, Tim the Toolman Taylor, and today I am joined by my good friend, Al. I'm not afraid of no flannel. (laughs) Borland. Thanks, Tim. Fantastic. And of course, helping us out today, back on the controls, our lovely assistant, Heidi. Hello. Um, hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and also here with us today, another special guest, my neighbor, Wilson. Howdy ho, neighbor. What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong with us? Uh, so, you know, today... <laughs> we are going to celebrate the great holiday of Halloween. Ah, sorry, my bad. She's new. <laughs> she, she's new. Yeah, she's new to all this. Okay, so uh, first off, I'm, I'm going to say for everyone, uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, um, you're wondering why there's giggling, laughing, why our theme was different. Well, uh, as we said, I believe, on the show last week, we, uh, we're going to... Dress up like characters from Home Improvement, a long-running ABC sitcom, to talk about an NBC Universal-owned yeah. <laughs> Universal Orlando uh, park. I know it makes absolutely no sense, but uh, so yes, if you are watching this, obviously you can see the visual difference, um, as well as if you're listening, well, you can't see any difference. So um, yes, we are going to do our best to, to stay in our characters for today's show, since uh, we are dressed up like them you know it would, it would not be our our uh our brilliance of breaking character at any point in time so uh today i will be tim the Toolman taylor i don't think so tim <laughs> uh, well you're right it is halloween so i will be tim the Ghoulman taylor yes so uh we're we're gonna we're gonna screw this up many times throughout the show, I'm sure. But what are we doing on today's show? Well, uh, of course, we are going to be answering your questions on Universal Orlando. Oh, 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 oh. oh that did not sound good. That didn't sound good at all. We've <laughs> started the lady in the back, Heidi. 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 Hello. Or Lisa. I Heidi. I think. Heidi. You're Heidi. Heidi. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is uh, this is. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fantastic. So, are we ready to get to our questions on Universal Orlando? Yes, I think so, Tim. Fantastic. Brian is really committing. Yes. Well, he only has two lines I to commit to. Only has two catchphrases. Yeah, that one catchphrase. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to start off with one that I don't believe we are in any way, shape, or form really able to answer, but I want to see what our answers are anyways. So this one comes from Carrie Ann on Facebook. How many rides are suitable for the entire family? Is there a list somewhere of their rides and their height requirements to understand exactly which rides we could all go on together? Would be with a small child aged three. Mm. Heidi, do you want to field this one? Um, 
Yes, why not? I you believe... have small children, don't you? I do. <laughs> Just kidding. She's not allowed near schools. Uh. <laughs> your, mom, your, mom, your mom's wondering where her <laughs> lipstick went. <laughs> she now knows. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Can you repeat the question? <laughs> If anyone let a three-year-old near you, where would you go on a ride with them at Universal Studios, Orlando? Somewhere quiet. <laughs> what was the question? Sorry, Craig. Oh, kid, good. This is gracious. actually Johnny Depp's new look in the newest um, Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I think. How many rides are suitable for the entire family? Is there a list somewhere of the rides and their height requirements to understand exactly which rides we could go on altogether would be with a small child aged three? Um, yeah, there is. You can find the height requirements on, uh, I believe I believe they're on our website. Are they not, Craig? They are. They are on our website, as well as the official Universal website. Saying that, the height requirement doesn't uh, determine whether or not the... Um, I feel like I'm speaking in a too deep a voice. Um, the height requirement doesn't determine whether or not the attraction would be, um, you know, appropriate for a young child, someone that's, you know, three years old, for example. So uh, Terminator, for example, mm-hmm. will allow uh, anyone in, even though it is technically rated a PG-13 attraction. Um, it's not going to be suitable necessarily <laughs> for a for a three-year-old so what i would recommend doing is doing a little bit of research first i would go on youtube that's actually one of your most powerful tools and uh just you know oh oh (laughs) the youtube um is one of your most powerful (laughs) powerful tools um yeah and i would just uh i would i would look through there to be honest because you as a parent are going to get the um, you know your children the best, you know? Like, there's so many children out there that can handle quite a lot. Like, you know, I was at Halloween Horror Nights not that long ago at Universal, and even though they recommend it's for adults, there's a lot of young children there, and they do absolutely fine. So you've got to make that judgment yourself. So I wouldn't use height requirements alone um, to make that judgment, but uh, to answer your question, yes, you can find the specific height requirements uh, on our website, wdwinfo.com, and then click on Universal banner at the top. Uh, and it will be somewhere in there or on the Universal website itself. <laughs> that was that was a great answer. Uh, I'm going to then come in and kind of crush that a little bit. Okay. Unfortunately, with a small child, uh, like three years old, unless they are meeting some of the high requirements, unfortunately, there is not that much to actually do at Universal. Yeah. Um, uh, it, just the you kids know, play. There are, there are some great uh, play areas, like the... the um, American Tale, Five Will Goes West play area. There's uh, a day in the park with Barney. And there's a lot back there that I think could entertain a child for for a good amount of time. As well as uh, over in Toon Lagoon, there's a little bit of a a play area over there as well. And then, of course, Seuss Landing um, for... There's the If I Ran the Zoo uh, play area, I believe. So there's more stuff focused on that and not so much actually... uh, Actually, attractions, uh, definitely not as family-friendly in that terms as Disney is. Um, But I I wouldn't be detracted by going because plenty of people do, and they end up finding ways. And I know someone suggested on Facebook, uh, make sure... Make sure uh, you take them through the queues too. I get. I could only imagine how like enthralled a three year old might be seeing a queue like uh, Hogwarts for the very first time and just believing you're actually in a castle. So there could be plenty of moments like that. Uh, wish there was happier news on that, but there just isn't. Mm. So our next question is going to come from Armando, and I'm going to throw this one over to Al. Armando it, says. My partner and I will be there for two days. Oh. First time visiting you. Well, that was a wee- poorly timed grunt. <laughs> Is it worth staying at any of the Universal Resorts just for one night? We're staying at a Disney property for our entire trip. Al? Uh, I don't think so, you, uh, I don't. I don't think so, Tim. Um, no. Um, can you repeat the part about how long he's going to be at Universal for? 
I know two you days. said two days at Universal. Is it worth going to stay at a Universal hotel? I would say absolutely. It's a different type of atmosphere than it is at Disney. But you cannot beat the convenience of being able to walk from the entrance of a theme park into your hotel and just kind of enjoying yourself. And um, they're not that expensive right now to stay in at all either. So um, I, I would check out some of the deals that are being thrown around. Um, right now, I, I don't know if you're an annual pass holder or not, but there were some deals for them staying on site uh, that looks pretty good. Florida residents, deals there too. Uh, I'd say give it a shot. Two days, why not? Mm. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. What are some of the benefits you can get at staying at some of the certain criteria on site hotels? Well, that could be a- <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Heidi, because <laughs> there's actually, you can get, depending on what hotel you're in, you could end up with some express passes. Yes, you could. You know, and that's uh, that you could, you could price it out and see how much it is to stay in the hotel a night versus how much it is to add it on to your ticket. And it could be pretty comparable to staying in that hotel room. I would also throw on another aspect of staying the night at a Universal Hotel, staying at Lowe's Hotels, uh, with Universal doing the theming. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, It could actually, you know, people who come to Disney quite often, they get an idea of how a themed hotel should be uh, based on the ones that Disney runs. I think it's it's eye-opening to see how Universal would... You know, add in their theming, but then balance it off with the Lowe's hotels run uh, management style. So I, I think it just it also it shows what else is out there, because believe it or not, I know people who have stayed solely at Universal because they love just how everything runs there. But then they'll travel over to Disney, uh, especially if they have annual passes there and they're able to get the free parking and the other stuff that's perks for staying on site at Disney. But mm-hmm. uh, So I, I think it's just to see how other things are done out there. It's good. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you can stay in a Lowe's hotel in many major cities, but not but not added in with the Universal theming to it. It's, it's quite the experience. So uh, I hope that helped a little bit our Mondo. So this one, I'm going to actually jump in on our live chat on YouTube. One of the benefits of watching us live at youtube.com slash disunplugged as soon as I find it again because I already I lost it. Scrolled away on up there, Tim. Oh, it was uh it was this one was from Allie. So Allie asks, What are each of your favorite attractions and why? Ooh. We'll start off with this one. I want to start back off on Al. Oh, thank you, Tim. Uh, I'd have to either say The Forbidden Journey, Islands of Adventure, or Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter, or Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man is a ride unlike any I've been on before, or I should say now there have been several designed since then that are similar to it. However, uh, I love Spider-Man. is one of my favorite superheroes, and it is... Um, just, I love a ride where you can be so thrown off that I don't know whether you're, I'm moving up or the walls are moving uh, down or what the deal is. You know? A lot of power on that ride. Oh, yeah, oh, lots of power. More power. Yeah. Oh. Ah. And then, um, obviously, Harry Potter. I mean, you the Forbidden Journey. You can't beat that. That's a ride unlike any other with the arm that you move through. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's scary. It's everything. Oh, oh, oh pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heidi? Hello, Heidi. Um, yes, I, I would say it's a hard question because there's so much that I enjoy. Uh, possibly uh, the Revenge of the Mummy attraction. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of roller coasters, um, and then they just take it to the next level with the theming. Um, yeah, it's you can't beat the thrill of a roller coaster, and then paired with that universal theming, um, it's absolutely um, it's, it's outstandingly good. Um, that's Heidi's favorite pick at Universal, but there is a lot of good ones out there. Heidi feels like she needs to speak with an American accent. It doesn't feel right speaking like this. Also, a little bit higher also pitched. A little bit higher. She's making me nervous. <laughs> Heidi's favorite attraction <laughs> is. <clears throat> Sorry, we got a really good suggestion for costumes next year. Oh, okay. Ferris Bueller, Cameron, and Ed Rooney, the principal. <laughs> that, but what upsets me is that I just want to be like. Oh, Rooney. Rooney. I, I, I want it. You could be Rooney. He could be the secretary. Uh, yeah, I need to get some more wear out of this wig. The red. <laughs> she's got a bob. She's blonde bob. Yeah. Oh. No, the, the red hair, I mean, that just puts me in. So uh, this next question. Oh, I didn't answer my part of it. My favorite attraction. Ooh, what day of the week is it? Because it just consistently changes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think I have to answer with the one that I ultimately always say is my favorite attraction, and that, of course, is Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Uh, as I always say, I am biased, since that was the very first attraction that I worked at at Universal. Uh my very first attraction I ever experienced at Universal, even. Uh, and, you know, it's just one of those things that it stuck with you. Uh, and it blends Harry Potter, uh, the most innovative ride technology that was around, and uh, it is absolutely perfect. So that is my favorite attraction and why. And our next question is going to come on from Facebook. Sorry. Uh, and this one's from Sabrina. Sabrina asks, if you don't drink, is there any reason to have a city pass for CityWalk? Now, my first question to y'all mm-hmm. is, do you even know what a city pass is? That is a great question because I honestly haven't got a clue. Okay, so city pass is... I didn't know they still had them. Actually. They do still have them. So uh, as... You know, whenever City Walk was m- uh, more club oriented, not that it still isn't, that it is to an extent, but back in the day, whenever it was heavily club influenced, uh, all of the different clubs, and I believe this is still true to this day, can have a separate uh, can have a separate fee to get into them. So, uh, let's, for example, if you wanted to go to Rising Star, the karaoke bar, you would have to pay a certain amount to get in, not that much. Uh, but then if you wanted to go over to Pat O'Brien's for dueling pianos, uh, you would also have to pay to get in there as well, too. So then there's two options around it. If you are a universal employee or I believe if you have the premier pass, uh, the the highest level tiered pass, uh, I can't remember on the preferred. Let me look that up really quickly to find out on that, too. I should have. I, I looked it up. or I was looking at this yesterday. You're talking about the one that comes with the annual pass? Yeah. It's only the premier. Only the, the premier? Only the one that we have, yeah. Okay. Um, because it was like I was looking at a list and it had check marks, and I noticed that ours was the only one that had the free entry. Yeah, I, I can never, never truly remember with that. But um, with the premier pass, if you're a universal team member or if you have a city pass, you do not have to pay to get into the clubs each time. You can, it's just... Uh, for the city pass, it's one time down and you get everything. So is it worth it if you're not a drinker? Well, in my opinion, I mentioned two of the venues, uh, specifically Pat O'Brien's and Rising Star. If you're there on the weekends, uh, especially during a busy time, absolutely is the city pass worth getting to go in and try to do these stuff. You don't you don't have to drink at City Walk to have a good time, especially if you balance it off with a meal and then maybe even try these two places i mean the city pass would be a little bit more expensive than going into these two clubs by themselves but if you want to check out everything that's the affordable way to do it Mm -hmm. uh but i would recommend to anyone who just likes to have a good time um rising star it's great to watch people bomb on stage rising star Um, is my favorite of them up there to go to yeah for sure it, it it is fun if you even if you if you got a talented friend and they have the live band playing it it can be fun it can be fun to have some drinks. It can be yeah. Fun. No, even, even, but yeah. Whenever you, whenever you watch someone or when you watch someone bomb at Rising Star, it's just so entertaining. On the weekends, they have the the backing band that does take over and do it, but um, it make them sound better. But uh, that's fun. And then Pat O'Brien's with the Dueling Pianos. I I love I love going in there because I, I know you hate pianos. I just hate dueling pianos because a lot of times they'll get people that just slam the piano. And so it's just like slamming piano noise. I can't. I like to be in a place where I could potentially have a conversation. I, I, but I don't agree. Well, but that's. I'm not, the, I'm not, it's okay that you like them. I'm not like against people that like them. It's just my. my well, that's the beauty that's with Pat O'Brien's. There's actually multiple different areas you can point. sit in. You can point. sit in the first bar area that is the most divided away from the pianos you can sit right in the piano room or you can uh sit in the uh the outside section which is still very close to the pianos and you can hear them but you are able to maintain a conversation i do like the outside section too um i this time of year too and i love it i uh, you know i i know a lot of people love jelly rolls over at the boardwalk i loved it too whenever i could get in for free yeah with my cast member id i will agree with um, you on this this point here yeah but pat o'brien's Way is better. so much better they i don't you know they play a lot of songs that are just your mainstream piano songs not 
overtly songs that have cursing in them, but they're also not afraid to. If someone mm. if someone suggests it and then tips them enough to sing it, they will they will do anything and they don't have to worry about that. I don't I that's one of the things I don't like about jelly rolls is that if there's even like one curse word in all this they just won't they won't mm. touch it. It doesn't matter how much you money you lay it out on the pianos. But point I, being I, said, I think the city pass can be worth it if you just want to experience everything. Then maybe not every trip. But there's but an example why wants. staying on uh, staying on site too would be really good for you as well. If you're going to do a night in out, you know, right there, yeah. you can just walk back to your hotel. Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything. So, yep. you know, another reason why I think a stay is definitely something to be considered. Yeah. Can I can I take a question? Yes, you can. Okay, I just want to do it because Pete Weaver. Because mm-hmm. I want you to know that we read what you write, Pete. Um, he said, how fast can you do UO if you push yourself? Would two days cut it to see everything an adult would want without getting in front of the line? And I would say that two days to cover Universal or uh, like Universal Orlando. I mean, if you dedicated one full day to the other park, one full day at the other park. What do you think? It's a tough. It, it's tough. It, I don't think that you. I don't think. That you necessarily would need front of the line, but I think it'd be tight. It's, sorry, it, go on. No, go ahead. I I personally think two days without front of the line at the right time of year with a good plan of attack. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I one time way back with my parents, I think the first time they came, we killed most of the park, uh, most of both parks in one day. Granted, that was before Diagon Alley. But we were able to do the highlights of both parks mm. in one mm. day. So I, I think if you if you know the right method, um, I think, and if if you have front of the line passes, if you have express passes, you can get both parks done in one day. But you have to you have to push yourself hard. Uh, this isn't. You know, you're not you're not taking long times to sit down in one of the restaurants at City Walk. Yeah, it's which, gonna be a quick service. You know, that's thing. that's part of it though. With Universal Orlando, if you said, well. Can I do it in two days? But then you're going to have to sacrifice something like uh, something like Tusum, which I think now is a is a must put yeah. must eat place, and that kind of goes into another question. Someone asked if we had one day to eat anywhere at Universal. I'd now make Ooh. that Tusum, just because of how unique it is. I I would I uh, I would agree with you. That is probably I mean not probably I mean without a question I think it's the most unique. We said it was cowfish originally. Yeah. And then I think that this is like a turn into the, like when I when I go somewhere and stay somewhere, it's kind of the place like I look for the place that has really unique stuff involved yep. in it. And yeah, I would say it's a yep. must do. Yeah, I, I really I, I completely agree with that. Not even going to talk about it anymore. I'm going to take a another question coming in from the chat because we got a we have a lot of good ones actually popping in up here so no oliver and i are not a couple yes you're not (laughs) you are not but this one uh this one comes from i lost it i lost it i lost it this one's from mitch this one's from mitch and this i'm gonna throw this one specifically out to heidi back there uh do you guys think Universal is going overboard on the virtual reality type rides. <sighs> Give it to and of course, I don't think he meant virtual reality. He meant uh, 3D, motion, 3D simulators. motion simulators, that kind of thing. That is actually a really good question. Um, it's <sighs> A lot of people have the opinion that uh, whenever they're using screens in attractions, it's almost like a cheap way of doing it. It's a get out. But honestly... Universal Orlando does such a great job with that. When I think about the attractions that they've got there, a, a good majority of them actually use some sort of video screen projection um, in them. And if it's done well, it's completely fine. It's when it's used as some sort of like, um, it's when it's used in a, a cheap way, like, a, you know, this is a, a half, a half. I'll say that word. Yeah, <laughs> attraction. Like, I'm very worried right now to see which direction they're taking uh, the Jimmy Fallon attraction because I've got a feeling that this is going to be one of those, like, oh, it's a theater. I was going to ask you to piggyback on that question because I was going to ask you, what do you think is the worst of the simulators? What, is there one that you think didn't do it well? Bang, bang. Yes. Um, and this is this comes from kind of how it's executed now and also what it replaced. So I'm really not a huge fan of The Simpsons. Um, I remember it when it was Back to the Future. As a huge Back to the Future fan, um, I loved that attraction. It was something I'd look forward to every time I came on vacation out here. Um, 
And um, it's just... Yeah, it's just not what it was now. When I go in there, even though they've got, you know, a few nods, uh, the original Back to the Future, and even though, um, you know, it's they did an okay job with it, and I am a fan of The Simpsons, it's just not... I don't know if our studio audience is agreeing with you very well. It's, <laughs> it's just not what it used to be, to so I'm sorry, but... <laughs> The Simpsons is not. Uh, is the Simpsons? I'd say is the uh, attraction that doesn't do it for me. So, yeah. How about you? Do you? Any of you guys feel that there's attractions that use screens that aren't executed as well as they could be? I I'm gonna agree with you, Simpsons. Thank because, you. And it's because I think that um, was a remodel of an older original version. Like, in the, you know, obviously. Um, and it, it has come so far between them. Like Simpsons is the, since it basically just went from back to the future to Simpsons without, I I don't mean this in a bad way, without any sort of like innovation Mm. to it whatsoever. It's just an example of like, it's kind of like the original type of that. And then we have things like Harry Potter, like, you know, Forbidden Journey that are that on the level they're at now. So it's just because I think that's an older building, older model of that. But I, I'll agree with you because I like to see animatronic work mixed in with with actual uh, props surrounding, yes. you know, sets and stuff. Just going to come on to that. The other one that popped to mind is um, the Transformers attraction. The, I love the idea that they're mixing the screens, like the screen 3D effects in with the actors on stage. Um mm-hmm. But it's an old attraction. It's starting to show its age. Did you so mean Terminator? The 3D, yeah, what did I say? Transformers. Transformers. Oh, I meant sorry. World on my own. <laughs> I'm just a, a dumb blonde. I die it. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Yeah. She, she's a natural blonde. Terminator. That's weird. Um, it's just showing its age now. It's just showing its age. The 3D especially. I love the idea. It was executed well at the time. But there's you can get better 3D at home. If you've got a 3D TV, the 3D that you can see on Terminator isn't the same. And if you're paying such a high ticket price to go into a theme park, you expect to see something that you can't see anywhere else. So Terminator, I would say, is also on par with The Simpsons. So... Well, that also leads into one more question. This one from Alejandro. Fast and Furious the Ride. Are Don't we excited? What else name. would we like to see in its place? Alejandro. Ooh. I'm not excited. I, well, I, don't, I don't like the, the fact that it uh, got rid of Beetlejuice because I loved Beetlejuice. It was one of my uh, yeah, favorite. Yeah. You have terrible taste. Um, well, I've been told. Before. I don't think you were. You didn't work with us yet, yeah. right? When Craig and I went and recorded that. I don't. No, think I did. didn't. No, no. Yeah. Oh no, you definitely didn't. Ah, I remember getting ah. very upset that day, um, <laughs> just at the show. Like it was just so frustrating. But um, what do you want to see? What do you? You're upset because of that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be similar to what you what we're seeing uh, over in, at Universal Hollywood, yeah, yeah, in California, and that again, it's it's great when Universal can execute um, attractions with screens well, but let's let's not let's not go overboard too much. Like, I can I can see what the original uh, person was asking now when they asked the question about the screens. Like, maybe maybe we are getting into a territory where there is too many screens there, you know? But the screens help accomplish something that cannot physically be done um and and that's just it but when you think about what it's replaced as well with um uh disaster disaster, sorry yeah disaster like there was a level of uh, excitement involved in disaster when you were inside the underground it was like ah the water's coming down the explosions that it just doesn't always yes Uh, no i I do agree with that but Fast and Furious is a billion-dollar franchise for Universal Orlando, and because of that, they are for not for Universal Orlando, just for Universal. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to take advantage of it in some way. Besides doing a stunt show, which I feel pretty much at this point all stunt shows are completely irrelevant um, because mm-hmm. of how theme parks have shifted and changed so much. How else do you make a Fast and the Furious ride? Whenever you're not using screens, you can't. I mean, you can't. You no, could, I agree. No, I, I, it's. It, I mean, unless it was like a test track scenario where you yeah. built this thing but and you launch them around, but then you're like, well, it, you're not. You can't. You can't dip. You know, you can't have a. 
I don't know, the animatronic of like the rock talking to you, I guess. You know what okay, I mean? well, what about if they did it this way? So, like, I'm assuming, and I get like that as is going to be almost identical to the one in Hollywood, it's just screens on both sides, very similar to the way Kong is right now. Yeah, but Kong, they did expand on it. Not too much, but they yeah, did expand on it. They did. What about if they use the same kind of um, ride uh, experience and vehicle that we see in Spider-Man and Transformers? Because that you, you can like mix that. in. Yeah, me too. Because you can mix screens in where they're needed in with like the actual physical props. Because it just sells it a bit more. Yeah, I mean they could, and I think it. it I think you are going to be moving through somehow. I don't know enough about this. I haven't been digging for mm. dirt and information on it, but I think it is going to be somewhat of a blend of that style slash adding in tram style for capacity too. And then you're going to have to go through those scenes like you do in Hollywood. So they're going to have to change it up. They're going to have to add a little bit more than just screens to it. But you, you have to remember in Hollywood, they can get away with it being just screens because it is just one small portion yeah. on the tram tour. Whereas yeah. here it's not, it's going to be a standalone attraction. So for that reason, it's got to be different to begin with. I just don't like it because although I did enjoy the campiness of uh, Furious 7, which I now anytime I see it pop up on HBO, I still stop and watch it. It is just so campy, hilarious, over the top. It's it's very funny, but I don't necessarily need to do an attraction on it. That wouldn't pull me in. Uh, More Potter would pull me in, but I think a lot of people Mm. would agree with that. That's true. That's true, but... I also don't only want I don't want Universal Studios to be only Harry Potter. No, no. I love Harry never. Potter. I love you, Harry Potter. <laughs> we good. I I am good with them whenever I feel they have exhausted all all of the resources that they can to really make Harry Potter what it needs to be. Because honestly, mm-hmm. let's yeah. that's San Francisco is right beside New York in terms of uh, in terms of Universal Studios Florida. Mm-hmm. We're about to have the newest installment in the world of Harry Potter with Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, they could have balanced in that architecture. Got rid of they would have had to destroy San Francisco. Yeah. By Lombards, by by Bruce the Shark, all of that. But uh then you could have slowly transformed it before going into London and had this massive wizarding area in mm. general. Lost mm. train of thought with there, but I like yeah. my idea. I'll let your idea too. I like it too. Ah. I don't think so, Tim. Well, I mean, it's times like this. I wish I could have the advice of my trusty next door neighbor, Wilson. It's like Confucius once said. <laughs> I wish I knew something that Confucius had said. That would apply to this situation. It uh, so just you know, in this situation, I'm just I'm confounded by everything that's happening. So we should probably move on to our next question. This one comes from Maria on Facebook. How are Christmas crowds? Do the parks ever close for capacity? Um, I don't know that. I know that the I know that Disney has has come close, and some have like gone to phase closes as they call them. So it'll be they no longer sell tickets for people that day. So you already have to have had a ticket. There's the annual pass holders are still allowed to come in, and then it's like resort guests only. And then you know, I don't know how Universal does it. You know that though. Universal, I've I've only, I, I gosh, I may have seen Islands of Adventure close once for capacity in the time that I worked there. Um, just just like once. Uh, other than that, I've never seen either park close for capacity. It's definitely not on that. It's not on that Disney realm of. New Year's Eve trying to watch the fireworks in Magic Kingdom. It, it's just not that. So don't be concerned in that in that regards. Um, Christmas crowds, uh, yeah, it's going to be on the busier side. But uh, if you time it right, you might come during one of the, uh, the great weekends where you also get to experience Mannheim Steamroller doing their concerts mm-hmm. at the Universal Plaza stage and throw that in with with uh, with the Macy's Holiday Parade and a little Grinchmas over at Islands, and I think you're in for a, a nice holiday treat. Mm. Wilson? Well, Tim, I'm reminded of what the Chinese philosopher Chong Tsai said. You cannot speak to the ocean of the ocean to a whale frog. You cannot speak of ice to a summer insect. 
Wonderful. So wise of Wilson to say that. That was very wise of you. I have a question. How yes. can we never see Alan Wilson in the same shot? What's, what's that about? I don't know. I don't know. Studio magic. Uh, <laughs> good question. Good question. So I'm going to throw one more in from Allie because it just popped on too. Actually, no, I'm going to wait for you. Allie, your, your question about Jimmy Fallon and the, uh, the new artwork they released for the ride. Uh, at the end of this episode, we'll kind of throw into the housekeeping section a couple of the little uh, little other things that did pop up this week in terms of Universal that I wanted to, to say before we get going. So I will get to that one in just a little bit. We're going to head back over to Facebook because I really like this one from Craig. Not myself, Craig. Other Craig. Not going <laughs> to read his Craig. last name. He's got you can seven Craig C to go. You can see that later. But Craig asks, which area slash land would you close and what would you like to see it replaced with? Ooh. This is one we're all going to answer. Yeah, yeah. The, the children's area. Huh? What's, be more specific. What the, in, in Universal Studios... Um, I would like to see the children's area turned into something else. Um, I think it's a big piece of land. Can you tell me what the name of that kid's area is? I sure wish I could. Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. Woody Woodpecker. You just wanted me to say Woody Woodpecker. Woody Woodpecker's (laughs) Kid Zone. And I think it's uh, a little outdated at this point, even for kids. Uh, I mean, the Fivel side is cool, but it's kind of like... I, I, my kids would be watching American Tale and Five Goes West, but I don't know that it's, you know, still like a popular thing. You've got Barney back there. Well, you know, it's a couple things back there. Yeah, you, I, I, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Right. I'm going to disagree immediately because if you take the kids' zone away, ET goes and we're going to have problems. No, no, no. I, I don't swoop that in there. I should have prefaced that. Mm. I'm saying you go, you move around it. Well, around it. and we've talked about this before, and I still firmly believe this. If, Kid Zone was to close, E.T. would be absolved into Hollywood. Okay. Like, get rid of the stadium for the pet show because that thing's garbage and just all that stuff. Mm. Like, but keep E.T. swooped in with the, on the side over there. Yeah. (laughs) In in fact, make where E.T. is and then there's like that SpongeBob area, a little tiny area. Turn that into like classic universal, like dedicated store, museum, whatever. And then you've got your own little area there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh-huh. That would be a good place. But where else I think would be a good place? Um, the whole Men in Black area. Because it's a, it's a big attraction. It takes up a lot of room. It's an attraction I don't enjoy as much as I used to. So I'm, I'm not too sure yet what I'd have them replace it with. But I know that's where I'd be happy with it going. So it's a nice big space to work with. Um, if you want to uh, take the um, Fear Factor... Uh, area in there as well to expand it even more you know Fairfax is not even on TV anymore the only time that uh, I ever go into that theatre now is for Bill and Ted at Halloween Horror Nights you know it's a big space that could be used for something else so I I wouldn't be sad to see um, (laughs) I need to put my hand down I'm getting into character here I'm just like holding myself like a lady (laughs) 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 thank you Rhino Um, yeah I I wouldn't be sad if I seen that guy you could get um yeah, you could get so much more in that area. <laughs> well, I think that I agree with you as well because you're, you're right. I don't want to like I don't want kids not to have anywhere to go. I'm just suggesting they could make that kids area a new kids area, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a better plot, a sizable plot of land that doesn't really have. Well, I think you guys are both ignoring the elephant in the park. And that is over at Islands of Adventure with the Lost Continent. Oh no no no! I was gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about this for a real quick second, if you don't mind. I am worried that that has now become relevant again because Universal has just put into works a Sinbad movie. It's no Sinbad. The show is still terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's a garbage show. It needs to go. The Lost Continent, while or the um, the Poseidon, while that is. Kind of cool in certain aspects, like the water tunnel. Um, it, it It is a so bad it's good kind of attraction, but it still is wasting a ton of space. Mythos is meh. It's just all a waste of space. There is the only thing that could make it relevant is if they keep the theme in an architecture and replace everything that's in it. And that is not going to happen. That's so. what I was just going to say, though, because I actually love the theming of the Lost Continent. I like that, like, you know, it's got like a Middle Eastern feel almost to it. It's very nice. They could do so much more with it. What lets it down is what you can do in there, you know? Sinbad, which 
I secretly don't hate that much. I know these uh, two can't stand no. it, but um, why did I get rid of the boo? It's <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the it's just I don't know. It's not it's not great, but the theming itself is fine. See, Men in Black doesn't really have that much theming. That area is just a letdown. I have, that sounded more like a cheer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question on this real quick too because I don't know if that was the second half of your question. And I don't remember anymore, but. What would you like to see go into these places? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna answer real quick because Universal is now pushing really hard to create that monsters shared universe. Yeah, because so they got you've got the Mummy, you got Van Helsing, Dracula, uh, the Invisible Man, all that stuff is coming out. We'll have to see how the Mummy does. Well, all those are in are, are in production, but the Mummy's the first yeah. real one out of the line in the With spring. Tom Cruise. Yes. So what is that supposed to mean? No, I, I think okay. that gives it that gives its legs because Wolfman was a glorious failure. The Benicio del Toro, Wolfman. but that I don't think was supposed to be part yes, of the that shared is, universe. That is part of it. That was the start of the universe, from what I understand. No, Dracula was the first one. No, Wolfman, then Dracula. Because there is another Wolfman in production too now. I'm well, then I Dracula definitely is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Wolfman is slightly in it too. Well, either way, I I I would I'd be interested be in seeing a classic monster area, maybe like a shared universe area like that. And I think that you could maybe do that in that area you just spoke about relatively easy, maybe you know, maybe looking at like the mummy yeah. and stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know if I don't know if Universal could truly do Universal monsters justice mm-hmm. with the whole land. So I would probably stay away from that. Uh, you know, part of me would want to see. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know that uh, what's his name? George Martin proposed a. Uh, was it? Was it a Game of Thrones area, or it was a different? It wasn't his property, but he proposed a theme park oriented. Th- I just read about this the other day, and I can't remember, so I'm regretting yeah. bringing it up at all. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. Have Sorry. Heard. I've just thought what I'd like to replace the area I said because that was oh. the back end of the question. What? You could take that nice big building and make it into some sort of all-year-round house that you could walk through like we keep wanting to see from uh, Halloween Horror Nights. That's, that'd be a nice area for that, I think. Yeah, Men in Black's a little bit too big for that. It is. You yeah. would be able to put two or three houses in there. Especially if it did absorb the uh, Fear Factor as well. You could do something yeah. there as well. Nah, I'm not going to answer that question because I don't have a good excuse, but maybe towards the end of the year we'll do one of our fun uh, what-if episodes. What what would we like mm. to see happen at Universal and what, what oh, do we think idea. could happen? We've done it before. We might do it again. This one comes from Julie. Sent us an email. This has actually taken us over to the West Coast. So, Julie says, we visited UO for the first time this summer, and the kids loved it. We are also DVC with most of our points in California. Would it be worth it next time we travel to Disneyland to add a day at Universal Hollywood, or is it relatively the same ride experience? Is one day enough? Thanks. I'm going to just take that one. Absolutely. One day is enough? One day is enough, and you have to see Universal Studios Hollywood. If It doesn't matter that the ride experiences are are similar in stuff like despicable me um transformers yeah those are those are the same exact ride experience as we've talked about on the show before jurassic park slightly different uh mummy is slightly different and Mm -hmm. then the tram tour while it incorporates elements from other universal rides like the upcoming fast and furious and kong as we mentioned um it's the freaking tram tour yeah you gotta do it and you guys he's Still, after probably next week's show, I think I'm going to put you on the spot uh, about the uh, VIP tour, talking a little bit more on that. But I'd love to. I've done a Disneyland show about it. Yes. Um, now we'll do one with visuals. Yes, yes, yes. Um, no, I, no, I, no. I, I think it's a must-do. So yeah. if you only have a day, go. Do it. No. I, don't, I don't know that you necessarily will be leaving at the end of that one day and feel like, oh, I didn't experience enough. I don't think you'll be able to do, like, the park and city walk significantly. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. I, it depends on what time of year you go. But what do you think, Oliver? Do you do you feel like you... I feel like I've not been to that park enough to answer the question because I only go in the once to I've answer the gotten, question. I've, that was only my second time. 
So, so you've been more than once? No, no, no. Well, yeah, but I also when don't Craig and I the... went, we only went for... I literally was sundown. Also, yeah, yeah, don't forget the circumstances I went under. I didn't go as a regular visitor. You know, we were on the that's true. VIP tour. Well, so that's it's... what I'm, I'm suggesting, that the VIP tour can actually be the way to increase go. your one day experience oh if that's if case, you're really concerned about it oh yeah if you yeah. really are going to do vip that's 100 yeah you'd be able to 110 percent do and, it in one day and Everything, i think it would ones. also give you time to go to their city walk like ours to yeah. to get something yeah. um you know pink's hot dog is there i love me some pink's hot dog i it's like the carl strauss hollywood staple yes carl strauss, strauss great yeah. brewery great food there yeah. too uh i think they just added another they took out one famous la burger place and i think they added a new one in yeah there's um, something else gonna open as well too i feel like they had a, a construction something yeah. up for they're either remodeling something or well something the city walk in general their city walk's about to go through a big renovation too um well theirs is beautiful so and yeah no i i think really if you uh if you want to get the most out of it and you you don't have to do a VIP tour, but if you do the VIP tour, you get to see more of the back lot, which is like the absolute selling point of it. Um, if especially if you really want to understand that park, you can't think of it as a theme park. That one truly is a working studio mm-hmm. that also has theme park attractions on it. So if you don't, uh, you get a lot, a good sense from the studio tram tour. But you just get that much more depth than if you do the VIP version of it. Um, and the VIP tour. Uh, if you do it in a group with other people, it's not outrageously expensive. Um, it's it is more expensive, but it's somebody still... just said what the store was too. Did you see it? Because now I that's it. Make Voodoo the, donuts. I want to yeah. make the trip just for that yeah. now again. <laughs> yep, yep. Actually, completely. I, I saw. I saw. Um, I, I thought it was. I, I was going to say it was a cupcake place, but it. it was it was the yeah. Voodoo Donuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Universal Hollywood, absolutely. You got to check that. out out um oh gosh i I feel like i want to add in one more get us a good one i'm gonna give you a couple quick ones here we're gonna we're gonna rush this one out now we're gonna get a couple good ones we're gonna end with the one really good one that i want to throw in but first off craig lucas soup used your last name it's facebook anyone could have seen it is cabana (laughs) rental at hard rock hotel worth the cost it depends do you like cabanas if you do why the heck not personally i hate sitting around pools I like sitting around pool bars, but not pools. So a cabana would never be worth it for me. Will That's they deliver me. you the drinks? I don't care. I don't. I can sit at a bar they'll, and I can have them right from a bartender faster. Uh, they'll deliver you the drinks whether you've got a cabana or not. They do have yeah. servers there, so it doesn't matter. But to me, cabanas are always extortionate for what they are. It's just it's, you're paying for shade. It's so stupid. I don't. I don't see a need for it. Yeah. I would rather sit inside, well, especially if you're staying at the hotel. Uh, you? Just go inside when yep. you get hot. Sabrina says the new photos pass thingy. Yay or nay? Nay. The what? New photo. Their their photo experience that's similar to PhotoPass at Disney. I didn't. I, yes. I, they've always had photo. Mm. Before it was the Photo Connect, and then they rebranded it. It like, seems the same to me. It's the same. That's what I was. That's what I'm saying. It is. I, I haven't. I, there's it no is. noticeable difference there's no, for me. There's yeah. no point. I don't think their photographers are good at Universal. That is a big concern of mine. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, Susie asks, what's the break even on annual pass? Um, it's, you know. Like you, two visits? Is that what you mean? Well, it, that's you break it down, so you have to really look at it in terms. So, uh, where are you? Are you getting? Uh, you know, if you're coming, are you only coming for one day? Then you might come in two more months. Come for another single day, and then you know, at that point, two months later, come for another single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's expensive. Just get the annual pass. If you're once you start adding, like, well, no, I was going to get a five day ticket with park to park access but it's still cheaper to do that. I mean it's there's lots of variables to it. Honestly, I I feel like look at your ticket price. Think about how many more times you might come for the rest Within of the, the year. Calendar year. Um if you don't feel like you can reasonably justify it, then don't do it. Um it's you know, it's also what you feel you're getting value out of um, because you have to throw in the little bit of discounts you get at places at some of the restaurants and in the free parking stuff mm. like that. So it can add up, you know, I'd say if you visit twice in one year and you're planning on going three or four days each time, uh, you can probably get, you can go, probably get break even from that point, especially if you stay on site, use your annual pass to get a discount on the hotel too. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's my that's point. That's my opinion on that. 
Um, That's all I got to say about Sabrina that. also asked on there. She asked a lot of stuff. She asked, do you need an express pass in November? Uh, depends if it's busy. Yeah. It could be dead in November on yeah, one weekend, it, and the next weekend it could be packed. It's one of those weird months where yeah. like the week right before Thanksgiving historically has been dead, and then the next thing you know, it's park capacity. Exactly. Uh, the final one I'm going to read from Facebook was from Mark. Why do you hate Bob Vila? Well, because he's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Toll time is he much just, better. He's than too Bob restrained. Show. I mean, with Tim, we all know you love power. You love to see things. Mark. Up. <laughs> he's just getting angry now. <laughs> Bob Vila makes me angry. Okay, so with that, I'm going to come to our final question, and this one is coming via email. Uh, it comes from Patrick. This is a big one. Patrick. And I think we already know a lot. I don't think so, Tim. I don't think so. Wait, can you do can you do yours again, Ryder? I don't think so, Heidi. (laughs) (laughs) So Patrick says, what IP would you like to see added, return, slash, or more of in the Universal Parks? How do you think they should be realized? Background. With creative always dreaming up changes to the existing parks and the potential of a new park, Universal Studios Florida opened relying on the strength of its IPs. With the opening of IOA, Universal attempted to branch into original concepts, but it seems that those were mostly unsuccessful. The fact that Harry Potter was such an easy conversion for a part of Lost Continent was such a boom to the park. So I would say it's safe to assume that most future projects are going to be based off an IP instead of an original concept. So which IP would you guys most like to see? IPs that have been taken out of the park include Jaws, Back to the Future, Earthquake, Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters, Twister, Alfred Hitchcock, Hanna-Barbera, Nickelodeon, Murder, She Wrote. And then a follow-up question. Looking at the list of past attractions, there definitely was an emphasis on making of movies that has mostly disappeared from the studios and completely different from Disney's Hollywood studios. Do you think such attractions don't belong in a park, or is it just hard to do right? I'm going to start by answering the last question. No, I've been talking a while. Then you guys are going to bounce in. But part of whenever we first started the show into whenever Rhino joined the show, we talked about how Universal had shifted from let's see how the movie is made to now let's put you into the movies. Uh, Obviously, at one point in time, Disney's Hollywood Studios was also heavy on how does a movie get made, and now they are stealing Universal's formula of let's put you into the movie. And I I will argue anyone to death. Universal Universal has created the ultimate immersion experience with The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Disneyland tried to take a note out of its book with Cars Land. And while it's immersive, until we're all cars, it doesn't fully immerse you into the environment. Mm, Touche. And we will see what happens whenever we have uh, Star Wars, the Star Wars expansion, as well as Toy Story Land. But unless they fully get everyone working there to really take on a role in the environment they are never going to achieve full immersion on there. So Hollywood Studios right now is trying to do what Universal is doing, and they're just not quite doing it as well. Um, But that does make me sad that we're missing out on these how are movies made, but they have to go with what's profitable. People want to start being in these movies. They really latched onto that. It makes it it their day for them being into the movies. So ultimately, you have to go with what sells. Uh, maybe eventually consumers will want how our movies made again. That's I mean, just not the case right now. On your, um, like what you're saying right here about um, the, how movies are made and how you love that. I also love the authenticity of it. So like it works extremely well to keep that theming in California because you are there and you are literally on yeah. functioning sets that you'll drive by and you're like, I just watched this set from The Good Place, you know, last night. And it's happened since we've been, I've seen like five shows and I'm like, yeah. I know exactly where that is. Hmm. And there's just an element of authenticity there when you have it. I don't like it here, the fake stuff. Like I never really liked this. I lurked at the Backlot Tour and I never really liked any part of it because it's it's baloney. Like it's the, the whole water tank experience and the tram tour, those are all made up. They don't film movies like that. That's not how you film a movie. And so I just hate that fake thing i'd rather have i'd rather you say okay well you can in these parks you can step into the movies and be a part of the movie but if you go out here you can go and take a tour and we're going to show you how we filmed the movie you know what i mean i'd rather have it authentically done 
whatever it is, you know. So let's go back to the original question. Which one, which IP would you like to see added or return or more of? I can only pick one. Yep, only one. Mm. It's an hour-long show. We, I mean, well, we can't go over. We'll have like, to bring if, back if you up say, our... Like, if you want to bring one back, I'd say bring back Back to the Future. And not necessarily in its exact form. Like, I don't need it to be like the Simpsons ride, like what it was. Make something new. I, but I would love to see something that celebrates Universal's history of movies. That I... Something that, like... like that they've. And I know I keep saying Ghostbusters, but Ghostbusters is not theirs anymore. But... Universal perfected this step into that movie immersive environment, like you said, and I love that they take IPs from other studios like Warner Brothers and they turn it into an event for themselves because they're kind of like they are us as fans, but with creative power and money. And so they're like, oh, man, wouldn't it be cool if there was a Harry Potter world? And they're like, well, Warner Brothers doesn't have a theme park. And they're like, well, we have a theme park. Let's make it. You know, and I hope they continue to do stuff like that. I, as to what I hope they bring into it, you know, I, I'd like to see the Illumination cartoons brought in, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the animated worlds. Yeah. Not cartoons, I'm Pop. sorry. Yeah. That, that that sort of stuff is all I can think of that's like an actual universal property, like bring that in. I don't yeah. know. I'd have to think about it more. Oliver? Power Rangers. Oliver? Um, It's a good question. I would. I probably would have... Sorry, need- Heidi? Heidi? <laughs> <laughs> My knee-jerk reaction would be to say Bats the Future like Rhinos was. Um, uh, that list was that they gave of stuff that, you know, intellectual properties that have been took away was quite extensive. One that uh, stood out to me was the um, uh, anything to do with Alfred Hitchcock. I'd love to see that in the parks. And I know that's Absolutely. kind of like... Um, it's it's about featuring more of the uh, nostalgia, I'd say, rather than trying to push and market what's new so much. So you can see that now, like with Jimmy Fallon, that's new, that's yeah. right now. Um, Fast and the Furious, it's like, you know, that's a franchise that's big for them. Stop worrying so much about, like, you know, trying to jump on top of what's big and what's working for you now and just replace it with something that's, you know, got a little bit more nostalgia to it. Because I'd love to see that. I, I like to think I'm a young person. I'm 25 years old, and I'd, I'd enjoy seeing that. So I it's going to appeal to a wide range of people. Love to see something classic, like how you're talking about Alfred Hitchcock done in modern ways. So you yeah. take all of Alfred Hitchcock's most popular Universal uh, pictures, and you do it like the permanent house you talked about. So yeah. do it like we can walk through Vertigo, Rear Window, walk through, walk through, but learn about it as we yeah, walk through. That'd maybe. be like a dream. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of am also on the board that something something Hitchcock slash retro would really add in, uh, even throw in I know Jaws is gone now, people still love Jaws, it's the original blockbuster, it yeah. needs it needs to have some sort of of life at Universal beyond just Universal Hollywood and my my outlook on it is, one thing that's really opened my eyes up this year with The Exorcist at Halloween Horror Nights is that uh, I I think we're probably the last generation that truly finds The Exorcist to be scary. Um, the next generation after us, slightly younger than Oliver, I think they've grown up so much with this murder porn that mm. uh, just full-on gore horror movies that it's just – it's lessened the – the scary nature of something like the exorcist. Uh, and, and because of that, now people, now younger kids are watching it. And I, I've heard them talking about it at horror nights. That's how I know this. They're just not afraid of it. They're, they don't see it as a scary movie. There's not blood and guts and that, that ultra violence. I think part and, of that too, is a change in culture of like, people aren't as afraid as of religious yeah. fear as yes. much as they were back then in the seventies. You know. That is very true. And, with all of that, though, you have to then step back even further and look at movies like Hitchcock, which yeah. the concepts behind some of them are very unsettling. They are they are good horror movies. Um, you can even take it all the way back to the classic monsters. Yeah, we're not afraid of it nowadays with what we have. But people were genuinely scared of Dracula whenever that mm. first came out. Uh, and so 
you know, I think these need to be represented in some way to teach why these things were scary, why Jaws made the money it did and how it yeah. started this revolution. While while we don't need to see how the movies are made, let's let's show how we got from where we were yeah. to where we are now. I'd love something like that. Yeah. I, I think that's that's cool. I think that's good. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it with our questions for today because we are just running a little bit on the wrong <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. Where <laughs> I was about to say wrong side, and and then I said wrong so side. You said squatter nut posh. What do you mean? Yeah, nut posh. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, uh, just wanted to so mention a couple more episode. things before uh, before we head out there. So, uh, Ali mentioned the Fast and the Furious, or sorry, the race from new york with jimmy fallon uh artwork that was released did you guys see it yeah that stupid car yeah okay I, if it's just is it the one where he's in the like a formula vehicle? one racer car yeah, i've seen that yeah, stupid yeah. car that couldn't even fit on a new york street yeah <laughs> it's not practical sense. i will say that that's a housekeeping item in that sense it's a news story um that makes me scared for what's gonna happen with jimmy fallon yeah. now uh that looked bad uh next step on there tomorrow is National Chocolate Day. Oh. So um, they announced that Tucson Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen would be celebrating National Chocolate Day with a bunch of chocolate sculpting as well as a specialty milkshake. So I believe uh, myself, maybe other members of the team will Put be it trying in my to. Mouth. Well, we're not going to do that one. Um, um, I'm going to go. You're going to yeah. go? Yeah. So tomorrow okay. is my park day, and I've chosen Universal solely because of what you just said. So we will uh, have coverage from National Chocolate Day to show off his brand new milkshake. So look for that and, tomorrow. Uh, yes, his milkshake does bring all the boys to the uh, <laughs> Yes. And uh, unfortunately for a lot of people out there, we will probably continue a little bit more Halloween Horror Nights coverage because as was potentially expected, it has been extended. Mm-hmm. through November 4th mm-hmm. and November 5th. So if you're coming down, uh, gotta go. I'll throw it out. I know we have a lot of Disney fans who watch this show and pay attention. If you were coming down for the wine and dine race, you now have a chance to uh, to also experience you some more nights if you've never done that before. Two, par- two parts about this are awesome. One, like you were saying, it'll probably be the least busy the entire event has ever been because in Hollywood, when they extended it into November, nobody was there, pretty much. And number two, it's actually pretty cheap, inexpensive to get into that night yep. because of the starting price is like sixty dollars. It's fifty nine ninety nine on Friday and sixty nine ninety nine on Saturday. Not too both bad. very good prices uh, yeah. for HHN. So you'll probably see us one both of those nights potentially. The one night we'll be at um, the brand new show at Magic Kingdom, but the next night I will probably be at Halloween Horror Night. So you can look for me then. Uh, it was the news yesterday. No, November fourth. I knew. I know something was happening on. November 4th. It's a new projection show. It's a new projection show. It's a new day. So, you see what happens? We, uh, Universal... I'm on vacation. Universal uses movie screens to to enhance ride. Disney thinks that projection mapping will enhance everything they do at night. So, Mm. everyone has their faults. Um, (laughs) I don't think so, Tim. So, that's going to do it for this this episode of Tool Time. Uh, before we go, I wanted to say, hey, if you're interested in the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition or anything on the Diz Unplugged, you can always head over to DizUnplugged.com. That's where all the show notes are for anything you might need extra information about, as well as links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that, this, that, and more. You know, they're all out there. If you're not following us on them yet, then you need to. And as well as make sure you're subscribed on iTunes as well as YouTube. So... That's all I really had to say about that. Guys, this was very interesting. Uh, this was our first Halloween theme, I think. Well, no, we did kind of one last year. We did well. We did one last year. Y- you wore a scary shirt. I wore a scary shirt. Did you dress up as something? I was Spider-Man. You were Spider-Man. JL was Velma. Yeah. And, Velma? Then, yeah. and then also, but that coincided with like the week before was Back to the Future Day. Oh, yeah. Because it was yeah. October 21st and it was 2015. So I came in as Marty that day, too. Didn't I switch? I got dressed. Oh, <laughs> you, did. you did. You did. <laughs> Oliver's gotten carried away. Heidi? <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, how did I? 
Never oh, well, <laughs> thank you guys. This was fun. Uh, I can't wait till next year. I think we really should do the Ferris Bueller idea. No, I um, absolutely think that they said that and not to not. I'm not insulting you, but you could play the perfect Ed Rooney. Like if we just popped yeah. a gray suit on you and we could even do you Ed after the end of the bad day. We'll get you a little bit of a red eye, make a little mud on one of your legs. <laughs> and Cameron, I, I don't not Cameron. I'm sorry, Oliver. I don't think you should be Cameron. I think you should be Sly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect visual gag to end the show. So, <laughs> thank you guys. We will be back next week with another episode of Toll Time. Happy Halloween, and we will see you again later. Spooky. Will we? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Heidi, we'll see you again later. Oh, no. Terrible. What's is, going is on? There, oh.